KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. The FDA and CDC are recommending that the Johnson & Johnson COVID shot be immediately removed from the vaccine pool while they investigate a possible link to a rare and severe type of blood clot. Six women in the U.S. have developed these clots within two weeks of getting the vaccine. They are all between the ages of 18 and 48. And the New York Times is reporting that one of them has died. Some perspective here, though, that's just six cases out of nearly 7 million doses that have been administered in this country. Federal regulators, though, say if you got the J&J vaccine and you develop a severe headache, abdominal pain, leg pain, or shortness of breath within three weeks of getting it, you need to contact your doctor immediately. Dr. Paul Offit is head of the Vaccine Education Center at CHOP and a member of the FDA's Advisory Committee on Vaccines. He joined us live on KYW News Radio to talk about this right after the J&J news broke. Dr. Offit, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Can you start off by telling us what your reaction is to this news? I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, this problem was first seen with AstraZeneca's vaccine in Europe, where people who got the vaccine, especially younger people, especially younger women, had this very unusual blood clot called central venous sinus thrombosis, which is a a blood clot in your brain that can be serious and occasionally fatal. So, so the question was, was this a class effect? In other words, the, 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 the UK AstraZeneca vaccine is a vectored virus. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is also a vectored virus. One is replication effective simian adenovirus in, in, for the AstraZeneca. The one in Johnson & Johnson is replication effective human adenovirus type 26. Though there was always a question of whether there would be this, this effect here as well. Now it looks like it might be and, 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 and likely is. So it's, it's rare. It's probably about one per 250,000 people who get this vaccine, but it's real. And I think because in this country, in the U.S., we have other alternatives like the two messenger RNA vaccines, I think they they wisely put a, a hold on this uh, vaccine. Any reason why it seems to be mostly women? Don't know. I mean, it, it does. They're, they're getting to the, the sort of the basis of this particular problem, which is that you make an antibody response against something called platelet factor four, which then causes your platelets to to aggregate or set another way to cause a clot and causes a, a general lowering of platelets in your bloodstream. Don't know. I don't know that. I, I suspect we'll know that over time. The other interesting thing is what we've been reading this morning is that the treatment of this type of blood clot is different than others. Uh, Does that play into this, do you think? So, so typically, when you have a blood clot, you want the blood clot to resolve. So you give medicines like heparin. The problem is, is that heparin also causes a, sim- a problem similar to this called heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, which also activates the same mechanism, this platelet factor four. So you can't use heparin. So you're going to have to use a different blood thinner than heparin. And then the CDC says it's going to uh, convene a meeting of the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices uh, tomorrow to review these cases and their potential significance. I know it's it's still too early to tell. The FDA, of course, is going to analyze this as well. What happens then from here on out with this? 
Well, I think we'll gather more data. We'll, we'll try and, and, and look at people who got the vaccine, who didn't get the vaccine to, to prove that the, this risk of this so-called central venous uh, sinus thrombosis is much more likely to occur in a vaccinated than unvaccinated group, even if it's rare in the vaccinated group. And I think if it is, if that holds up, and I think it probably will, I mean, we may find that this vaccine, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, is permanently pulled from the United States market. Yeah, for people who have an appointment for J&J, those appointments automatically canceled. What happens? Yes, I think that's what happens. This has been been on on pause, and I suspect it will probably be, may well be permanently pulled. So I think there are people who are planning on getting the J&J vaccine should should assume they're not going to be getting it. And for people who have just recently gotten it, they should know that this is an extremely rare phenomenon. And if it occurs, it occurs within two weeks Mm -hmm. of getting a dose. So, so, you know, uh, once you're past that two-week mark, you're fine. Do you have any indication, any signs that you might be developing these clots, any symptoms? Well, the symptoms aren't aren't subtle. I mean, they would be things like seizures, um, you know, or, or uh, that sort of thing. So it would, would not be subtle. It's not a subtle thing. Okay. And then one last question, Dr. Offit. You know, we've been battling vaccine hesitancy since the vaccines came out. And you know, this the Johnson and Johnson news today, the AstraZeneca news with blood clots, also the Johnson and Johnson manufacturing issues. Can you offer, um, I, I guess, words of comfort to people who might be now frightened to get a vaccine, any of the vaccines? Well, it tells you that people are constantly looking, even for rare side effects. I mean, when you do clinical trials of, say, 30,000 for Moderna or 44,000 for Pfizer or roughly 40,000 for Johnson Johnson, that's not tens of millions of people. So you're not going to pick up rare side effects pre-approval. But, but it's good to know people are constantly looking to see if there's even a rare side effect. So when a rare side effect is picked up, like this one, which occurs probably in one in 250,000 people, and then you know that that, uh, that the, the people are saying, you know, we shouldn't use this vaccine even for, with a rare side effect, that should be even more reassuring about the vaccines like the mRNA vaccines, for example, which have been given to more than 100 million people and haven't had any problem like that. And this this knocks us back, though, doesn't it, uh, in the effort to vaccinate people, because we're now going to lose millions of doses of vaccine. You're right. But I think that there's enough of the mRNA vaccines that that by the summer, frankly, we should still have enough vaccine for everyone. Dr. Offit, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. That's Dr. Paul Offit, director of the Vaccine Education Center at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. He is also a member of the FDA Vaccine Advisory Committee. Johnson & Johnson has released a statement that says, in part, as of now, no clear causal relationship has been established between these rare events and their vaccine. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Carol McKenzie, and we'll have another episode out soon.